Welcome to Superior Mind Body Health Podcast. I am your host, Monica Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a certified health coach. Hello, Chris James. So nice to have you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. And tell us a little bit about how did your journey start with this whole health, um, digging into health, helping people or fasting, whatever. Just give us a little summary or how did you start with all this? Yeah, so um, it actually started from a heartbreak. So I was dating this girl. We, um, there, you know, it was kind of like we were dating with intention. So there was a there was an idea that we would be getting married at some point. Um, it didn't work out. Long, very long story short. And I was I was dealing with a lot of residual um, mental and energetic trauma from the the whole experience, but I just couldn't seem to get over the hump. You know, where you just move on, you start dating somebody new. I was stuck for six years, just stuck in the the uh, past. So I was I was talking to some of my elders. I'm like, hey, you know how like y'all are older than me. What do I do about this? And their suggestions led me down a road that eventually turned into my health journey. Wow. Um what I what I started to as I started to focus on trying to fix, you know, my broken heart, you know, um, some of the some of the things I was doing was also simultaneously having an, an impact on my physical health. And I started to learn that they they're inner, it's all interconnected. I didn't truly understand that at the time, but your physical health, your mental health, your energetic or spiritual health, mm-hmm. it's all interconnected. And so as I started working on one aspect of my health, um, other aspects of my health started to get better. And I just started to see the trend. And I just, I started to lock in. I was just amazed at what I was experiencing. Wow. That, I had no idea. I didn't know this story. I watched some of your earlier YouTube videos with about like your grandma, how she influenced you. So I did not know the story. So <laughs> at that point, when the breakup happened, was there, did you have any like health, like, you know, were, were you healthy in general, like body wise, or was this just meant like more mental health wise, like spiritual health or were, were you, were other issues like health issues out of alignment at that point? Well, when the breakup happened, uh, I would say that there was, there were no major health concerns okay. prior to the breakup. Um, I, I was dealing with high blood pressure. So that was the first time that I was like, oh, something, something's wrong. And I was only 24 at that time. So I was 20, it was like 24 to 25. And my I was in I was pre-hypertension. Mm-hmm. So at that time I decided to make a shift, but that was the only change I'd ever made as far as health goes. Mm-hmm. Um and then after we broke up. It was it was it was about six years of going back and forth with this this breakup. Oh wow! And at the, at the end of that, that's when my health at that time my health had started to, to decline. Gotcha. So so yeah. so it took like six years to get over this breakup, or 
Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I this was girl really... did a trick on you. My goodness. We need to what's her name so we can find her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. She she it's you know, it it wasn't it was it was um I would say that it was more it's hard to say this. I don't want to say it was a self-inflicted wound because it wasn't, but there was no there's no bad guy in the story. You know what I mean? It was just it was just bad timing for us and the reason why it impacted me so greatly was because I, you know, when I was younger, I was I was like, yo, I'm looking for my wife. I'm looking for my purpose in life. Gotcha. Like that was I was focused on that. You know, I, I grew up very um, religious, come from like a, a Southern Baptist background. So it's a bit it's a it's it's a quite religious group. And I was taught you don't have sex before marriage. You um uh, you know, you you have your children inside of, you know, your marriage and all this stuff. And and I wanted that. And I also I also knew that as a man, I needed to find my purpose in life because, you know, a man without his purpose is just like a dog without a bone. It's like mm-hmm. men need their purpose in life. Right. They got to they, they got to find the dragon that they're supposed to slay. So um. When I found her, she was the first person that I found that was my friend before we ever started dating. So it wasn't just, oh, I lost a girlfriend. Because you meet a girl, you know, three months maybe, you get together. Six months later, y'all aren't together anymore. No big deal. But, like, she was actually my friend. And um, and also, I thought that, you know, if we took some time away from each other, she would mature, I would mature, and then we would just come back. And it just never happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a long, it was a long process. But I was probably about 28 when I started noticing my health issues. Um, that's like when I very first started noticing them. I didn't, I didn't actually start like working on them until I was like early 30s, it was like 33 or something like that. Gotcha. So, I mean, I have so many questions about this whole journey, how um, how it started with the breakup and stuff. But looking back now to where you are right now, you know, the whole phrase when people say everything happens for you and not to you, would you do you feel like this is true in your life right now? coming going back to that breakup even though at that time it wasn't a good thing like it really brought you a lot of pain and and struggles for a, quite some time but looking at it now do you feel like this was the right thing that happened at the right time for you not to you oh yeah i i have no regrets <laughs> like <Awesome. laughs> yeah i have zero regrets um I would not, I know for a fact, I would not be here if if we were still together. You know, like my health would probably be in a completely different place. Um, I just, yeah, it was, it was, everything happened um, for my benefit. And that's actually something that I believe, like I say that, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I jokingly, I jokingly say it to my friends all the time, but um, I'm very happy with the outcome. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when it actually happens, when something happens to you and you're like, how could this be happening for me? But it's not, usually it's not till later when you realize 
you know what? Yes, this this happened for me because without this experience, I wouldn't be where I am. I'm sure with like starting your your whole health journey and being doing what you do. I love how passionate you are about helping others and inspiring others to see a different view of health. Um, because as I've watched a lot of your YouTube videos, and if, if any of you don't watch his YouTube, go to his YouTube. You've got so many amazing videos. And me being a medical professional, I completely relate to what you see out there as far as like the health issues, how people are treated and how the whole medicine has, in a sense, if I might say it this way, failed us in a, in a lot of ways. Um, mm. So how, like what is, what inspire you to start helping others other than okay. break up and stuff? <laughs> Let me, I do want to make one correction because you asked were there other health issues. So um, it wasn't my focus at the time, but one of the issues that I did have that was uh, becoming more and more prevalent as I got older was some sort of infection. To this very day, we don't know what it was because the doctors never diagnosed me with anything. And it, this was part of the reason why I was so frustrated with the mainstream med, uh, medical practices. Um you know, they, they, I was telling them like something's going on. I had like the, an irritation in my urethra mm -hmm. and like, they're just like, it might be in your head. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, just cause your test doesn't show. So I know like I'm, I feel irritable down there. And um, so that was one of the major reasons why I, I needed to move forward. But also at the time, especially as I started getting like my late twenties, early thirties, you know, I was dealing with heart palpitations, um, which I knew. I said, you know what? This, like, I'm going to have a heart problem. Like, I, something is wrong with my heart. You go to the doctor. They're like, no, you're good. You know, everything's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. Because when I was 16 years old, my heart didn't beat this way. Mm -hmm. And I know that I haven't been focused on my health. So this is, can't be a good thing. It doesn't feel good. Um, also, my my hair was starting to thin. Uh, you know, and, and like at the time, you know, the most I knew about like hair loss was, uh, what you get, it's hereditary. And, you know, I guess if your, your dad or your, or your grandpa or whatever they have it, then you might have it too. Like, that's what I knew. Um, but both my grandfathers died with a full head of hair. Mm. So I'm like, I don't know if that's right. Like that, that doesn't sound right. So, um, I'm sorry. Did I think I got off topic of your question? No, no, no. It's fine. You you were going back to like what other health issues you had at that time. So did they? Yeah. Did you ever figure out if it was like an infection, or did the doctors try to treat it with like antibiotics, or what did they? Did you ever heal it? Did did it get better? Okay. Yeah. So I I um I never found out what it was, but okay. So I I went to you know, several different doctors. Eventually I went to a specialist mm -hmm. and the specialist um, just ran the gambit. He, he gave me, he gave me penicillin. He gave me, you know, all the, all of the do doxycycline, all yeah. of the antibiotics, all of that stuff. Um, and then literally the last day that I ever saw him, uh, he was like, I don't know what else to do for you. I've given you everything we've got. He said, maybe it's dietary. And the thing that's funny about it is at the time, 
when I when I very first kind of started going to the specialist, I had I I was doing research and I found a guy by the name of Dr. Sabi. And I was starting to think my issue might be related to my eating habits. So when he said that, it was just like, that's it. That has to be it. You know what I mean? Um, so then I started to study the alkaline uh, food guide that Dr. Sabi had. And I started eating natural foods mm -hmm. because at the time I didn't understand the real difference between organic and non-GMO and the impact that it had on my health. So if I may ask, what was your diet before? Like when, when he said, Hey, it might be dietary. What kind of diet did you have at that time? I, I believe at that time I was eating everything except pork. Okay. So meat so, and fried, uh, fast food, everything. Yeah. All American yeah, the, diet. The all American yeah. sat diet. The only thing that I restricted was pork because when I was 24, Pork, I knew pork was, was giving me high blood pressure. So I stopped eating bacon. That's the only pork I was really eating. I stopped eating bacon. But um, yeah, I, I ate everything at that mm -hmm. time. So you changed your diet. You started utilizing more alkaline foods, vegetables, less um, acidity, and anything else. Like what other changes have you made since? Well, at that time... Um, what it really started with was fasting. That was like the big change that I made. The dietary habits really developed over the period of about a year after I started fasting. So when I started, when I, when I was studying Dr. Sabi, he didn't really preach fasting that much. He really was talking diet and, and herbs, mm -hmm. but he would mention it from time to time. And then it just so happened that at the same time, I had found an, a researcher uh, by the name of Dave Murphy, who was doing some very interesting personal experimentation as well uh, with different therapies, fasting being one of them. So I was I went from only looking at fasting as a religious practice to all of a sudden now it's like, no, fasting can be used for health and wellness, like physical health and wellness as well. Um, so I started started fasting. And what really blew me away was this infection that I've been fighting for the better part of a decade after maybe, I would say, two days of fasting. Now, when I say fasting, I'm talking pure water, no eating, just 48 hours of fasting at this point. I noticed that the irritation associated with that issue had subsided. Mm. So once that happened, I was just like, oh. I'm on to something because this has never happened. It's only ever gotten progressively worse. You know, I could take like, um, I could take, there were certain supplements I could take um, to, you know, to really mitigate it. Or if I were, if I were to take some antibiotics, it would be, it would like be fine for like a week or so. But this was the first time without me taking a supplement or doing anything that it was kind of like going away on its own. And uh, that's when I knew that, Maybe it really is diet because I have, I'm not eating anything right now. So if I'm eating something that's causing me to have this problem right now, I'm not eating anything. So then it became, okay, once I get off this fast, I need to like pay attention to what I'm eating to see if something causes the irritation to come back. 
And that's kind of where my experimentation started to come in. So mm-hmm. your first fast was 48 hours, and then you started seeing your stuff with your urethra getting better, healing. And then you did you just continue doing like intermittent fast or prolonged fast for like a significant period of time? Or like, how did you start experimenting with the health benefits of fasting? My first experience with fasting was actually um, 13 days. So I, but two days in is when I noticed that my um, irritation was subsiding, Mm. but I continued fasting and I I saw so much stuff. Actually, I think like one of my first three videos, I actually go over line by line what I experienced with my fast. Mm. Um, I was noticing I was losing weight rapidly. You know, uh, you know, every single day I was losing weight, two pounds, three pounds, you know. Um, so it was 13 days straight water fast. Right. That was my okay. first. My my wow. goal was actually to do 30 days. Wow. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But um, I didn't make it to 30 days. But this is me. This is my first fast. I didn't know any. I didn't know about prep. I didn't I didn't know anything. I was just, you know. Um, but so yeah, the weight loss and then also, um, it became like, it became a, okay. So I told you originally I got into this because of the heartbreak thing. Well, I didn't notice this until after the fact, but after, after about maybe a month or two months of fasting, you know, I would play around with different amounts, you know, I'd do 13 days, eight days and 10 days. So after about two months, I noticed that my depression was gone because mm. there was a there was a depression that was really associated with that whole situation with my ex. And it was just lingering. And then one day I just realized, oh, it's not there anymore. And so through this process, I was not just detoxing physically, but I was detoxing emotionally, uh, which is something that me and my brother talked about later on, because it's so significant. So many people walk around depressed um, or holding on to trauma. And sometimes, you know, you forget, you you don't even know what caused your trauma. Um, so it, it can be hard to identify, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, this is a great method for people who just want to improve and uplift their wellness holistically. You don't have to know exactly what happened to you, how it affected you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the body knows. And the body will start doing this work if you just give it the proper resources. Mm-hmm. So my first few rounds of fasting were, um, like I said, between eight to like 13 days. And then I started playing around with like shorter fasts. Um, so my brother, my brother, Jonathan, who was doing the fasting alongside of me, he was he was morbidly obese. He was probably uh, 300 and maybe 60 pounds when he started. And he had he had started to develop a technique where he was fasting for five days and then he would eat on the weekends and we called it the five two. So um, we thought this was a great method for people who don't want to necessarily get like get into super deep healing, you know, super heavy detoxing. It kind of keeps you sane when you fast. Yeah. And, you know, you get to eat twice a week. Um, But but he he lost 
I think it was like 60 pounds in like six weeks, something like that. Oh, it was like 50 pounds in six weeks or something doing that. It was crazy. That is crazy. So yeah, we were just, we were, we were learning so much and, and so much was happening and we just documented it. That's awesome. So has he been able to maintain all the weight he's lost? And I'm sure he's lost even more. I, I saw you talk about his journey on one of your videos too. So how mm. much total did he lose? And is he does he still continue to fast and incorporate the fasting lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my brother Jonathan, he lost a total of around 100 pounds, 102 pounds, something mm. like that. Um, and he maintained it for several years. Then he went through a heartbreak and... Um, it it impacted him in a way that he just it just it just blindsided him same same way it pretty much did me to be honest. Dang, <laughs> don't break yeah. their hearts. Whoever's out there, do not break their hearts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the the problem is when we <laughs> love, we it's like legit. You know what I mean? Like we really love. So um, so he went through a, a phase for maybe it might have been a year or so where he was trying to reclaim some of the the uh health he had lost through that whole experience and we did a, we actually did a recent follow up on his story um cuz he had gained I don't know like he had gained like 60 or 70 pounds um and then and all of a sudden he got some clarity on what he needed to do to basically heal and he lost 50 pounds in a month. It was just crazy. Wow. So we we put that on the we put that's on the um YouTube channel and you can kind of follow his story. But yeah, he's he's doing really well right now, maintaining, continuing to grow. I just spoke to him um not too long ago. He's got some new things that he's learning. So hopefully we'll be sharing some new information coming up pretty soon. That's awesome. So kind of going back to this topic of regaining weight, I see this a lot. Like you know, even my past clients, they, you know, they lose weight with fasting, you know, we work on the mindset, because, you know, I think that's really important. And then, you know, six months later, or a year later, they come back and like, Oh, I regain all the weight. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you what advice would you give to people? And you know, whatever it is going on in their lives at that time, you know, is it changing the identity? Like, what is it about when people, you know, i you lost like 70 pounds with fasting. I was 250 pounds at one point. And oh. I, um, you know, at one point I did gain some weight back. You know, I was going through, you know, breakups and all this stuff. I think there's a common ground there with the breakups <laughs> yeah. and you just get depressed and maybe we yeah. use food as comfort. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's why like I, it's, there isn't like a straightforward answer when it comes to like, you know, what do you do when you are in that slump and you regain the weight? Like, how do you, do you have any advice to those out there that are struggling with this? Cause I see this, this is so common out there in the fasting community or just weight loss community um any advice <laughs> yeah yeah it's an interesting question uh makes sense that it comes from a coach because <laughs> i've never i don't think i've ever really people don't ask me that it's a very difficult question to answer as i'm sure you're you're aware um it's something that i have been working to to come up with like some way to <laughs> you know increase people's outcomes but 
what I've what I've come to so far is number one, when you as you go into this process, right? Whatever this process is for you, you want to shift it towards lifestyle change and not like weight loss or disease reversal or even just simply, you know, building mental health. You don't want to just choose, you don't want it to just be one thing. Cause to be honest with you, when you understand the body, you could very rapidly solve a lot of issues in those different areas, especially if you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing. So if your goal is weight loss, well, if you if you're with a fasting coach, how much you want to lose? 100 pounds, six months. No problem. No problem. So now what? The six months is up. You've lost your 100 pounds. Now what? So I like to prep people with, hey, this is not a weight loss journey. This is not uh, just I want to reverse cancer or whatever. This is I want to I want to build wellness. I want to I want to create a lifestyle that sustains wellness. And I think that's a very important way to approach things. Um, so that's first. The second thing is, I think, being locked in with a community. Because, okay, if I decide to come and work with you and I have XYZ problem and I work with you for three months and now that problem is solved and that's pretty much it for our interaction, I go back to my normal life and guess what? I'm going to fall right back into those same actions around those same people um, or whatever that that got me the, the old habits and all right. The, yep. So, you know, if you have a community, um, people that are on the same path, they also understand that this is a lifestyle change. We're looking for holistic wellness. Then you tend to resonate with those people and stay at that frequency. I think we don't spend enough time thinking about how our 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 circle, our inner circle affects us. You know, there's an old saying that you are the sum total of the five people you spend most of your time with. Well, are those people people who are interested in their wellness? If they're not, it doesn't matter how strong your will is and all of these other things. You are fighting an uphill battle constantly. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you're going to lose. At some point. So um, one of the things that I was intentional about doing in my wellness journey was I wanted to inspire my friends to come along with me. Those who came are here today and those who didn't come aren't here anymore. And that was that was for me. I love those people. They're still my friends. I just don't I don't spend time with them. I don't talk to them. I don't go out. I just don't interact with them on a regular basis because they they're vibrating at a different frequency. And that's all it is. It's not a good or a bad thing. They're just at a different place in life. So I got to think what's most important for me. I want to be here. So I've got to vibrate with people who are here. And that's all there is to it. So the other thing that I see that people do, and this is, I think, just like a, a knee jerk reaction. You've been doing well. You know, you've been making steps maybe for three months, four months, whatever the case is, you've been consistent. And then all of a sudden life happens, right? You have a breakup or a divorce or, you know, somebody passes that's special to you and life hits you hard. And then you go in your shell and you go away. You leave the community, you leave what you've been doing. And then, you know, you start to feel ashamed. So you don't even want to come back because now it's been a month 
And in that month, you have, quote unquote, ruined all of the results that you got leading up to that point. And so people become shamed and they feel like they're going to be, um, you know, people are going to talk about them. That's really what it boils down to. Like people aren't going to be supportive of what they've been through, especially if you've been highlighted in some way. Like if people, if you're some type of influencer, I see this a lot with people who go on their wellness journeys on YouTube and they highlight it. I've lost a hundred pounds. And then all of a sudden one day they disappear. People mm-hmm. think they died. No, they just gained the weight back. Yeah. You know? So my, my, the, I guess the last thing I'll say is when life hits you, that is not the time to run from your community. It's time for you to dive deeper into the community. It's, mm-hmm. it's time for you to run towards those people um, more than you probably ever had before. You need to, you know what I mean? On a regular basis, create a schedule for yourself, lock in, you know, and and make sure that you are around those positive people. Number one, they're going to help you get past whatever it is that you've got going on. Because no matter how big it is, it always feels bigger than what it is in the grand scheme of things. So stay with those people. Um, and, and, you know, there's comfort and there's love there. And if you, if you've chosen your community, well, uh, then this is what they're there for. It's it's not they're not there really when you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Cause like when you're doing well, you don't really need that much motivation. You know, yeah. It's for when times are hard and that's when people leave. So I do hundred percent agree with you, the whole community and the proximity to people that are like minded and have like minded goals. They want to be healthy. They want to be um maybe fasting or they just want to do better, be positive, mm-hmm. motivated. But and I've encountered this in the past before. What if you, the people that you surround yourself with are just people you work with, you maybe, you know, your, your old friends, like how do you find the new circle of people? Like, do you try to reach out to people online? Like, can you have mentors that are maybe not in person? Like, how do you, because I know that there are some, and I've heard this from clients. Well, I don't know anyone. I just, this is my sister. I talked to my friend here, but they don't have the same goals. I don't even tell them I'm fasting. Like, how do you go out there and find those new friends? Like for those people that maybe are in that kind of like weird place or like, I don't, yeah. that's all I have. Yeah. Uh, I've learned that as an adult, it's hard to make new friends, you know, because we're all jaded. We're jaded. We're traumatized. You know, when you're a child, you ever watch children like children will become friends instantly. (laughs) Yeah, that's my friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's 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 they don't know any better. They don't they've never been stabbed in the back. They don't. Right. So it's easy. And and it's like, oh, we both like to swing. Well, let's swing together. We'll be friends swinging and they'll build from there. So as adults, we're we're you know, we've been through a lot. Right. You're a swinger. Uh, What? (laughs) Where's James? I'm learning all kinds of things. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got you. The swing. Mm-hmm. Swing. Yes. Yeah. Not the swinger. Not the swinger. Not swinger. Not, no, the, no, not no. the Will Smith yeah. swinging. Nah, nah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so um, we have to be intentional. You know, it, it has to be something that you want to do. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. Uh, what AHA has done is we've we've done our best to facilitate an, an environment where that can be cultivated. I mean, the the community, the AHA community is that within itself, right? On, a, on like as far as online goes. But if you want to be able to interact with somebody in person, 
you're going to have to put yourself out there. Hey, um, I'm in this area, right? Go to a group like A Healthy Alternative. We we actually have a membership. It's a free membership. It's called ahacommunities.com. Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically like Facebook, but it's not Facebook. So people, you know, if you understand that, like it's not Facebook, it's it's we own the platform. So you come and uh, you say, hey, I'm I'm from wherever. Is there anybody in my area? Anybody, you know, in there? People be like, oh, yeah, I'm from there. And, and you find somebody who's like from down the way. And then you just start building that relationship there. That's one way. Another way is um we we host we host events and things of that nature. So, you know, hey, spend the money, make the investment, go to an ev- event where you can interact with people in person. We did we did an event last year uh, in the Smoky Mountains, and you know, people met and they're still communicating to this very day. Right? I know you're doing one upcoming in Pigeon Forge, right, Tennessee. I live in Tennessee, you know. Oh yeah, 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 right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Do that's you live another in Tennessee. Way. I live in Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Dallas, Texas. Um, another way that you could do it outside of AHA, but I, I don't want to like, just be like, Oh, you got to come to AHA. We'll help you. Um, another way you could do it is think about where the type of people that you want to interact with, where do they go? You know what I mean? Like, wh- like it, if you want to get into yoga, where do yoga people go? Like, where do they go? Where do they shop? Mm-hmm. Where do they eat? And be intentional about thinking about where those people interact and put yourself there. You know, you don't have to go. You don't have to put pressure on yourself. You don't have to do any of that. Just put yourself in the environments where the type of people that you want to be around are. And if you're there long enough, and you're just open. So all you have to do is just be open, smile, wave, say hello. You will start to build connections. Yeah. Don't go in there like this on your phone, looking down, <laughs> being all, you know, like we're so like this whole socially awkward, like you go to the airport, mm. like, or it's so hard to interact with people, whether it's at the gym or in, in church, like you, like you have to, and I agree with you, you have to be intentional about connecting, about looking up and actually smiling, having a genuine smile and saying hello to someone. Like I, I really try to be intentional, not always be like on my phone. <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard because I mean, we're so used to like, okay, here's my phone, always on my phone. So I try to like be intentional whether I'm with work, saying good more good morning to people. And um, you know, I do that too. Like I have to be part of like a community. I have a coach. I um I'm part of like the big like Tony Robbins community, um, like your community. Like I think you're hundred percent on it. Like you have to be part of a community mm-hmm. and you you have to be intentional about wanting to be part of the community. And Mm -hmm. like you said, as you get older, it is harder to make friends, but you still can. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I've made more friends now since like joining all the communities that I want to be part of. And my coach, my master, uh, my, uh, sorry, what is it called? Uh, Mastermind group. I'm working on creating one. Uh, So I have people with, you know, higher purpose for things, whether it's business, motivation, uh, health 
I want to be surrounded by that and reminded all the time, like, okay, you have to be intentional and doing it every day. You don't just brush your teeth one time in the mm -hmm. morning and think that, okay, I'm good. Same right. thing with motivation, same thing with like communities, with uh, connecting with people, with weight loss. You don't just, mm -hmm. it has to become your identity. You has, It has to become part of your life and you have to work at it. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to go sit here and it's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And going back to when you were talking about the whole like regaining, not regaining weight after you've lost a significant amount of weight being part of the community and being surrounded by like-minded people that help support you. And the great point you made is when we are going through a hard time, that is when we have to reach out. That is the, the key time to reach out to others. And mm. that is the time when we don't do it. <laughs> We're like, I'm just going to sit here in my little cocoon and when the summer comes, maybe I'll come out of my cave. My right. And uh, and that's hard. I've done it before. I've, I've done it. And I don't know, like, I think, you know, physiology, your whole body, like if you change the physiology of your body, even if it just, I know it's hard when you feel depressed and you're sad, but just putting the shoes on and just going outside, like mm -hmm. five minute walk. It, it really makes such a big difference, not just like your, your body, but your mental, like your psyche. It, mm -hmm. And that's all it takes sometimes. Even sitting in the sauna for 10 minutes, it changes that physiology of your body. Your heart rate goes up, you know, that blood flow starts moving to your brain, to your, you know, your whole body. So I, I know it's, it's, it's hard. It's not something that just happens automatically we have to be t intentional about it and we have to go after it without it it's just it's just not gonna happen yeah I'll, I'll actually say this one of and you know one of the best ways to deal with depression outside of you know just traditional methods is exercise mm -hmm. it's exercise like you know, lift weights, run, you know, uh, just move, move your body, get out in the sun. Uh, because there, when, when it comes to emotions, um, you know, anger, fear, happiness, what, whatever you're feeling, this is all is chemicals. There's chemicals associated with all of these feelings. So if you look at it from like the body being chemistry, you can you can alter the chemical makeup of your body very quickly, even and this, I think, one of the reasons why breathing exercises can be so impactful. Well, typically, when you're exercising, you're going to breathe deeper. You know, we do this shallow breathing. We're sitting. You know what I mean? That's not it's not good for us. But breathing exercises are just super impactful. Um, and it's and you're right. It's very hard. But like, that's kind of what it like what you is it ever easy like it's never the right thing to do is never the easy thing to do it's like there's always a little resistance there right and, and that's kind of what makes it worth doing um but i think that we want to hear an answer you know a lot of us are trained especially in the western world we want a pill mm -hmm. we want we want a pill to make us feel better because that's so easy all you have to do is just take this pill yeah. and it'll make you feel better but then it comes with like all these weird side effects. Um, so if you want to do things the, the the most efficient way, I think then that this is me. 
the natural method is always going to be the best method. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the pill is, it really is just a band-aid. You're not really fixing the depression or whatever it is that you're taking your pill for. Even like blood pressure or diabetes, you're not really fixing it. You're just masking it with a pill. But if you want to fix it, you know, and obviously there's some, you know, when it comes to blood pressure, if it's hereditary, it's harder for it. You know, you can't really fix it by dietary. I mean, it, it helps, of course, but some people will have to take it. But like for type 2 diabetes, changing your diet can totally reverse your diabetes. And obviously, um, as a medical professional, like all everything we talk about here is for educational purposes none of this is medical advice i forget to mention this sometimes but yeah we you know everything is a band-aid even when it comes to emotions like you know we just cover it up it's fine it's fine we don't talk about it and we just keep piling it down till we explode and it's like mm. whoa what what happened right or mm -hmm. you know even the topic of suicide you know i don't like talking about it but it's been so much more common recently because people just keep covering things up and they're like, yeah. oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'll deal with it later. And then they get from zero to 10 and you have to ask for help when you're at like that level two or three or four, don't wait till you're 10, right. whether it's your mental health or your, uh, your spiritual health or your body, your overall health, you have to take care of it before you get to that level 10, where you just like maxed out. Um, so yeah, that's a, a great point. So, you know, since we are both, you know, we are both very passionate about fasting and we have seen how much fasting can help, uh, not just for weight loss, you know, weight loss, I, I think it's a side effect of fasting, mm -hmm. but the, the healing, the internal healing of, of the body. And I kind of want you to talk a little bit about how you um, utilize fasting in your own life. But first, before we go there, I know that you prep, you do prep a little bit different for fasting. And I really like how you prep your clients and your community when it comes to fasting. Can you speak a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so fasting prep is, um, I think it's necessary, even if you're doing like one day of fasting, because as we talked about before, I go into this, like, okay, this is a lifestyle change. We're not doing this just for weight loss. I love the way you put it. Weight loss is just kind of like, it's a bonus. It's just, it, it's a it's a side effect. It comes with it, but it's not like the real reason why. And we'll use it as a way to like draw people in because that's what people want. But, um, you know, you want to start the process of altering your lifestyle. So through preparation for fasting, it's kind of like you're, you're beginning to do that work. Um, so the first thing that we we always focus on is hydration, uh, because, you know, there's many different ways to fast. But when it comes to like weight loss and disease reversal and just healing, you've got to be well hydrated. So there's no getting around that. It's got to be done. And when we talk about hydration, we're talking about, you know, hydrating the cells. We're not just talking about drinking water. So I like to promote um, H3O2 or what I call cellular water, um, you know, many different names for it now, but it's the, it's the water that the cells use. And one of the best ways to get this is through eating your fruit, eating fruit and, and, you know, vegetables, mm -hmm. um, just high water content foods. So 
we focus on we focus on that the drinking water the the you know eating your water um we also like to start um changing the frequency that you eat so when you're when you're fasting whether you're doing like juice fasting liquid fasting intermittent whatever you're going to change the frequency that you're eating you know maybe be days three days four days who you know just depends um so we want to eliminate breakfast because breakfast we're like addicted you know especially as a country we're addicted to breakfast and we we eat very very poor um in the morning so that's one of the most challenging things for a lot of people um if you can't get past the breakfast thing everything else is going to be a challenge so we're going to start hydrating better we're going to begin the process of eliminating breakfast usually what i do is i'll tell people you know if you're struggling you can have like some fruit or a smoothie or whatever. But what I really want to challenge people to do is go that first five hours that they're awake without eating, you know, and that'll just that'll begin the process of, you know, getting them mentally prepared. They're going to get a chance to feel the hunger pangs. They're going to get a chance to overcome them. And it's just a small duration of time. Um, so there's a mental thing there, but also there's a physical thing, right? Because first thing in the morning, your body wants to eliminate. But what we're doing is we're putting in pancakes and bacon and egg, this really heavy, dense stuff. Um, so I just want to start the process of getting people outcomes day one. If you skip breakfast, if you're just a regular breakfast eater, you start skipping breakfast, you increase your hydration, like cellular hydration through eating fruits and vegetables, you're going to start seeing benefit after the first 24 hours, even if you're not fasting. And another thing we like to do is make people aware of how to kind of track their progress and monitor their progress and so that they can pick up on these little cues, right? So now that we have, um, you know, kind of gotten through breakfast, we're not really doing breakfast, we're, we understand how much water we need to be taking and how to start taking it. Then we so move to- How long are you doing this for? Like, how long is this prep for? Like, is it a week or a couple of weeks? Yeah, we, we typically prep for a week. That's like the standard. Sometimes I'll do two weeks. It depends on the person, what they're experiencing. And then if if I'm going to be suggesting supplements to go with them as well, sometimes I want I want to get a certain level of detox done before they start fasting. Because when, when you start fasting, um, depending on the type of fast you're doing, you could potentially detox very heavy. And the detox from fasting can cause people to not want to do it, mm. you know, or to just, you know, just have a rough time. And I want to negative make... side effects. A lot of times they just have really bad side effects, like headache and just feeling just awful. Yep. Just feeling sick, honestly. Yeah. Right. And, and that, and that can discourage people. And also I think it's where some of the misunderstandings about fasting come from is the detox. People think, Oh, this is hurting me. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't good. So I figure if we can get ahead of that and while you're still eating, if we can start um, doing things that will mitigate those detox symptoms, then, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, they'll be more successful. So for everything I'm talking about, we, we transition it over the span of a week. Gotcha. So for those who might not understand like the whole like structured water from the fruit, um, do you, can you get the H3O from like, reverse osmosis or is it just from the fruit and vegetables that are high uh, um, 
quantity of water in it? Or like, what else can you utilize? And how do you know if you eating, drinking enough of that structured water? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of different ways you can get this water. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of people because of just, you know, just because of how maybe how they found it or what, what has happened to help them. They're like, no, this is the only way. But no, you nature makes it a lot of different ways. And then also man has come up with many different ways to make it. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like easy water or exclusion zone water. I don't know if I have, no. Mm -mm. Well, it's it's uh, essentially. Trying to think how I can explain it. One way to make exclusion zone water. It basically is where water will will separate from itself. And you will have like the like bad water, the dirty water and like really, really high quality clean water. But um, one of the ways to get it is by bringing water almost to freezing right before water gets to freezing. There becomes an exclusion. There's like this exclusion zone water that's produced. Um, and just like with exclusion zone water, there's there's many different ways to produce it. You could use, you know, many different methods to do it. There's um, there, you know, you could put light frequency in water. Um, I was actually just learning about a lady who would use full spectrum light mm -hmm. to uh, structure her water. There are um, devices that you can purchase that look like little funnels where you could pour regular water in and structured water will come out. Um, my method, the method that I came and this was me, this was intuitive. I uh, basically I start with the distilled water base, reverse osmosis, filter water. That would all work as well. But um, you you take your water, you put it in a clear glass jar, you put it out in the sun, you let the the sun ionize the water, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's another way to do it. Now, when we talk about distilled water, um, you know, people always say, "Well, distilled water is dead and it has no no minerals or whatever in it." So. By by charging it with the sun, you revitalize the frequency of the water because the water will actually, the sun's uh, energetic frequency will imprint on the water, and then you can you can add a little bit of um, mineral whatever you want back to it. I like to use um, you know fruits and, and vegetables and cut it up and let the let let that infuse in there. Um, a lot of people like using salt, different salts and things of that nature. So there's just a lot of ways to do it. But in my research, the best way is fruit, like fruit and vegetables, plant material. How do you know you're eating enough? And like, if you're, if you, for instance, if you're just eating, like I get a big watermelon, right? And I chop it up and I'm eating it throughout the day. Do you need additional water when you hydrating with the watermelons that, or is that enough? Like, how do you know you've had enough water that's it's a it's a difficult question because everybody um their physiology is a little different you know people's diets are different you know um there's a there's a lady i can't remember i can't remember her name but she'll she'll uh she'll say if you if you if you eat a pizza make sure you have an apple too you know mm -hmm. um the problem is the balance if you're doing, if you drink coffee, if you drink tea, or you drink alcohol, diet, these are diuretics, uh, you may, you're probably going to need more water than somebody who does not drink diuretics or consume diuretics. So it's, it's really what, like one of them things where there's, 
you have to take responsibility yourself and just kind of like, you have to learn your body. And this is something else that I like to teach. So the way that I teach people is not the traditional, you have to do X, Y, Z because everybody's the same. And of course you need to do this. And this is how you're going to experience it. Like it, that's not, it's just not true. There's really no blanket way to say, Hey, this is how you're going to know. There's, there's always telltale signs of somebody being dehydrated, but that, you know, sometimes with those signs, it's like too late. Like you're like severely dehydrated at this point. If you're mildly dehydrated or if, or if you're so out of tune with your body, you just don't even know what dehydration is. It can be very hard to know. So the way that I teach people is just develop habits where you consume, you consume hydrating, you know, high water content foods, like make that in your intention to consume high water content foods. I usually recommend a gallon of water a day. A lot of people are going to have pushback. Chris, that's too much water. Da, 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 da. The body can handle it. What When it becomes a problem is if you're going to drink a gallon of water, like, right now like i'm gonna just sit here and just drink a gallon of water but if you spread it out all day long the body can handle that i usually will tell people don't drink more than 16 ounces per per hour right so you don't want to just be guzzling water that's not good but if you spread it out you eat your fruits and vegetables and you're intentional about staying away from you know the diuretics then um over time you will become more hydrated but i mean we're severely dehydrated so it's like it's the least of my worries for people to become overhydrated, you know, um, but the body has many ways of, of of releasing excess water. It'll release it right through the skin if it has too much water. Just release it. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. One way to know that you are reaching better hydration levels, or maybe a couple of different ways, um, better sleep. Your sleep will improve if you are doing a weight loss regimen. You, you're probably going to see more weight loss. You're going to see better energy. You're going to see better clarity. Um, depending on the types of diseases and things you might be dealing with, you might get a little bit clearer eyesight. Um, you know, your your body odor may decrease. You know what I mean? You're, you might have better dreams, right? You might, you, maybe you was having nightmares before. You, your dreams improve. Your sexual... Um, maybe call it libido or sexual prowess or just des- desire mm. uh, will strengthen. There's a lot of different ways that you could tell that you're hydrating better because it really helps holistically, yeah. you know, but it's, it's one of them things where it's, it's a process and people are going to experience. I experienced very unique things on my wellness journey when it comes to water versus other people like Mm -hmm. I you know one of the people that I interact with um, he's a friend of mine his name is Patrick and he he has a um, a company called the wellness enterprise so I would ask him I'm like yo Patrick I'm using I'm using this I'm doing this water I'm experiencing this he'd be like wow I've never heard that before right like it wasn't something that he would commonly hear so I was I was experiencing very unique things um, as I was better hydrating Mm -hmm. compared to what he had heard so um, if if you're doing if you're focusing on hydration and you're seeing improvements in your life, it's probably because you're hydrating better. Yeah, it's a great I had a friend. Sorry, I, I just no, want to tell this one. I had a friend 
who was uh, she was dealing with like severe migraines and um, they were they, I mean, it was it was just like it would not go away. It wasn't like three days, four days, weeks just would not go away. She couldn't go to work. She couldn't go outside because if she go out inside in the sun, she'd like get dizzy and throw up. It was bad. I said, um, do a gallon of distilled water every day um, for the next two weeks. This was this was before this was really early on. This was before I understood hydrating with fruit and vegetables. Um, and she she said after two days, she was surprised because her energy was so high because I told her she's got to stop drinking caffeine mm. and she would drink coffee all the time. So she was surprised at how high her energy was. Um, also, the the headaches, the migraines had started to dull. And by six days in, they were completely gone. Um, she, she, she was like, I'm sleeping better. My skin, something's going on with my skin, Chris. I don't know. It's dewy. It's, it's like glowing. She was like, I know you told me to do this for 14 days. I'm doing it for 30. You know, <laughs> all she did was stop taking caffeine. I think I told her to stop eating like Cheetos and stuff. She was like eating some weird, something weird like that <laughs> <laughs> and drink the gallon of water. And that was it. Yeah. You make some great points with the water. I know a lot of people just overcomplicated. Like, do I put electrolytes? How much do I drink? Do I drink this? You have to become in intuitive with your body. You know, like mm -hmm. you said, everyone is different. You know, your activity level is different. Your stress level. I mean, your body size. Like, go by how you feel. Like, if you feel like crap, you feel tired, you probably need more water. Um, and I know people have a question about this. So, in addition to the fruits and vegetables you also drink a gallon of distilled water approximately that's in addition yes. to the fruits and vegetables right i mean it's evolved a lot when i very first started yes i was doing a gallon of distilled water every day i probably did that consistently for like two and a half three years um part of the reason why i was so consistent is because there was so, i got so much pushback people were like chris you're going to kill yourself. You can't drink distilled water. And I'm like, what? Yes. Yes, you can. You can drink distilled water. <laughs> um, so, so I would, you know, I'm always out to prove things. That's just my, I like proving stuff. So I did it consistently. And then I realized that as my diet started to be more consistent, because I, I trans, I, um, it took me a year to really like fall into my, my new diet. Um, so then after that, I realized, oh, I don't really need this gallon of water anymore. And that was just like an intuitive thing. So I just, I just incrementally decreased the water intake based on how well I was maintaining my diet and the more fruits, vegetables, smoothies, and juice I was doing, the less water I would take because you can, and we have, we have done this experiment as well. You can just drink juice. And I'm not saying I'm not saying any old kind of juice and I'm not saying just sweet juice, but what I'm saying is the liquid that can be extracted from a plant, you could just drink that if you wanted to, or you could just get it from eating if you want it to, um, if you understand how to do it. You know, you don't actually have to take water uh, H2O by mouth. Mm. I know you discussed this in one of your videos too. Is are there t certain types of waters that you do not recommend drinking to hydrate? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
you know, everybody's situation's different. But what I'm going to say is, you know, typically tap water is an absolute no-no. You want to interact with tap water as little as humanly possible um, because you, if you live in any modern society that has tap water virtually, you're talking any pharmaceuticals that go into the water system. Um, I mean, how much of that is actually getting removed before it's recirculated back to you? So now you're getting low doses of all different types of pharmaceuticals, birth controls, um, fluoride. You know, th then on top of that, I mean, that's just that's just one small layer of it. Then on top of that, you have any toxic material that's dumped into the ground that that seeps into the water. Um, uh, then you've got the heavy metals from the the just the piping, the way the water is being moved. Mm -hmm. And then in America, you've got uh, fluoride in the water. So there, there are chemicals and things that they're actively putting in the water. So tap water, in my opinion, is just an absolute no-no. Um, you do the best you can, right? If, you know, it took me years before I could actually upgrade my, my system in my house so that my water in my house was purified. And it's expensive. But you need to understand the benefit. You need to understand the importance. And then you got to make the investment, you know. So uh, tap water was would be an absolute no no. Um, I I really tell people stay away from alkaline water too. It's just a scam. Mm -hmm. It's a scam that I fell into when I very first started, you know, dealing with water. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna put something in the water to to artificially alkalize it. Is it good for you? Is it bad for you? It's probably not good for you. Probably not. You know, I think. Dasani just got sued because, you know, they were found that they were just they were just filtering tap water. Um, these companies, people have to understand these who's regulating these companies who is saying, OK, Dasani is saying that this is water from the French Alps or whatever. And who's saying, yes, that's actually who's verifying that? Mm -hmm. Like. If the company gets caught lying, all they do is get a fine. If I can make if I can make a billion dollars off of a product and my fine is 20 million, I'll make my billion and lie because the fine is only 20. And that's only when you catch me, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So. Um, let's see. I would also um, I don't really have a big problem with this, but I would I would you know, if you're if you're focused on hydration, and health and wellness, I would stay away from carbonated waters. You know, a little bit here and there is fine. But, you know, some people, people will ask me, can I just can I fast and use, you know, this carbonated water? Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's it's you know, it's just I don't I'm not a fan of it. It's not a hard stance, but I just figured I, I'd uh, mention it. Um, just not a personally big fan of the carbonated water. But other than any, that, any reason like uh, for not wanting like. Like, are you talking about like flavor, like LaCroix or like just uh, plain sparkling water? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I teach a very large group, right? So when you when you give someone an inch, they take a mile. So mm -hmm. if I say, yeah, sparkling, if I say sparkling water is fine, people are going to be like, okay, cool. Now we're talking flavors. We're talking dyes. We're talking additives and all that comes with it. Um the even with the plain sparkling water, the only reason why I tell people no is because it makes you gassy. 
sometimes the gas can help you, right? You don't feel good. You have a hangover. You want to burp, whatever. But me personally, if it's making you gassy, I'm like, you don't want to do that. Um, beans, for example, you know, there's an old saying, beans, beans, good for the heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. Beans make a lot of people <laughs> gassy. Yeah. And and it's like, okay, but but we all we all tout beans as this amazing thing. It's great, superfood, whatever. Uh, but it makes you gassy. So probably shouldn't be eating beans. It's it's I we have to take like there's there's science to prove everything. Hmm. Whatever narrative you want to paint, there's science to prove it. What we have to do is look at our own body. It's got to be a one-on-one conversation. Okay, when I drink this, it makes me gassy. Okay, I probably shouldn't do it. It's that simple. I'm not saying it's going to kill you. I'm not saying it's going to mess your fast up. It's just like when I think about what's optimal, I think of things extremely simple. Does it does it make me feel good? Does it make me feel gassy? Does it give me a weird heart thing or whatever? And if it does, then I'll just say no, not while you're fasting. Makes sense. Yeah. But that's a, you know, like I said, that's a soft stance. Um, if somebody wants to do it, I would definitely say, you know, pure, clean, do your best to research, maybe figure out where where they're getting their water from and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how maybe what what's how, how they're carbonating it and things of that nature. Yeah, thanks for touching on this because there's so much confusion about some of the the water and what to drink, what not to drink. But I 100% agree with you on top water. And I know some people can argue, well, I live in a place where we get well water or whatever. Like it's still toxic. It's still the way it's delivered. Try to stay away from it. Um, And our bodies are composed of what, 60 to 70% of water, depending on your size. And you want to put the best quality water in your body because it's composed of, you know, your brain, even like your, all your, your blood flow, your everything. So everything you want to invest. It's not an expense. It's an investment in you and your health, you know, stop looking at it as a, Oh, it's expensive. It's, it's an investment. Um, So, and the, and the benefits, I mean, if you remember like you, they're infinite, really like, Whatever, whatever you're dealing with, whether it is depression or heart disease, like a better quality water, like a truly mm-hmm. better quality water is going to help, like it's going to make your life better. So um, I just, it can't be it can't be overstated. Water is one of those things that is so important. And yet nobody is really talking about it like. The way it should be like literally i told you my friend like if i if she would have went to the doctor what would they have done like what kind of chemicals would they done what kind of tests what kind of radiation would she be exposed to like what type of trauma would her body have been put through and all she needed was water Mm -hmm. you know what i mean simple stuff yeah so you know going back and this was going to be one of my questions and i'm just actually just thinking about it right now for someone that has no idea where to start, they're like unhealthy, they're obese, uh, they've been eating junk. Like, where do you start? Like, this is a great start. Like, where's your water come from? How much are you drinking? You don't have to like wipe off everything and change everything in your life because you will definitely fail. But making mm. that really small change and investing in a good quality quality water, structure water, uh, 
and drinking more, hydrating. And I mean, that it can be as simple as that for someone that is just has no idea where to start, right? Yeah. Yeah, not it's here's the funny thing. And this is why I look at it as a wellness journey. Um, if you start with water and you really you dive deep, no pun intended, but you you take that deep dive, then automatically through that process, now you're you're processing information more clearly. It's gonna, it's gonna, you know, help remove mucus. It's going to help eliminate brain fog. You're gonna become more sharp. And there is a natural inclination to be healthy. And the reason why we are so disconnected is from the foods we're eating and everything, right? So as you start to drink more water, well, number one, a lot of the hunger we deal with is dehydration. So you're going to eat less. So you're going to start losing weight. Um, you're going to think more clearly and you're going to have a desire to want to do better. You know, it might be mild or it might be more, you know, um, extreme depending on the person, but it'll be there. So if you could just commit to just the water part, it, it's almost in instinctual that you will start building in other areas, mm -hmm. which are going to improve your wellness as, as well. Yeah, you're going to make better choices because you feel a little bit better. And then next time, maybe instead of reaching for French fries, you might reach for, I don't know, a cup of fruit or a cup of vegetables or something you you just naturally gonna want more things that bring you vitality and energy mm -hmm. because of just that small shift um so yeah it doesn't have to be anything drastic it just it can start with better water just like a simple step and just implementing that into your lifestyle so it becomes your lifestyle not just a temporary like okay i'm gonna drink this for now so i can lose weight no it has to become mm -hmm your lifestyle. And that's the whole process of becoming healthier, that whole health journey, it has to become your lifestyle, your identity. And, you know, when that identity shifts too, and I've seen that in me, like, for instance, if you are an athlete, right, I'm going to use like an extreme measure. Like if you're an athlete, um, rest in peace, let's say Kobe O'Brien, right? Mm -hmm. When you have that identity of one of the, you know, best basketball players and whatever, right? You're not going to choose, you're going to choose, make different choices with food, with alcohol, with the activities, yeah. the people you surround yourself. So when you shift that identity, when you're like, no, I'm not an obese, sedentary person. When you start shifting into that new person that you're becoming, you're going to make better choices. You're going to choose things that are creating that identity that's a hundred percent right but and that's and this goes back to it's almost full circle this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about really just being able to maintain um you know not not yo-yoing uh it's it, it becomes it becomes drastically easier when you approach it this way because if your goal is to maintain your current lifestyle and just try to fix this and that, you're essentially setting yourself up for failure. Um, you're going to get some benefit from it, sure, you know, but it's going to be temporary. It's not going to make an impact on your lifespan. Yeah. And me personally, and I know this isn't everybody's goal, but I think as you get healthier, it becomes their goal. But like, I want I want greater lifespan and greater quality of life because you got to think in our world we we work 
most people are working till they die now. There isn't even even retirement for a lot of people now. Um, but imagine if you could spend, you know, 50, 65 years working, build up a legacy for yourself, right? Something that you can use to pass on as well as enjoy life. And instead of dying 10 years later, you got another 30 years to enjoy it. And I'm not talking about just surviving on life support and stuff. I'm talking about you can go to the beach. You could travel with your family. You can go parasailing without having to worry about your heart, yeah. right? Like if you make the investment in yourself now, it's not even just about, you know, looking good now and, and not, you know, not being breathing hard and being able to find that person you want to be with right now. When you think about your life 50 years from now, I, one thing that I um I started to realize as I was learning about like the body, I was like, man, where did we get the idea that we have to be old to die? Meaning like what you perceive as old age, you know, wrinkles, hunchback, you know, heart problems, breathing tubes. Who said we have to get to that point before we die? Why can't we just pass? Right. Like, why do why do we have to be why do we have to be bedridden and heart attacks and comas and all of this stuff? Because that's not how it happens to animals. Like, if you look at nature, which mm-hmm. I think nature is really what, you know, it it, it really shows you everything you need to know. Um, an animal just kind of goes to sleep one day and that's it. I mean, he might slow down a little bit before. Right. He might get a couple gray hairs here and there. But it's not the way that we die. Mm-hmm. So, and especially with our sick care versus health care, we live yeah. in a sick care. Yeah. Care is not a health care, and I work in health care, unfortunately. Um, but we, you know, we do have more means of like prolonging our life. But that life is the quality of that life is crap. I'd rather you know die twenty years late earlier than you know, be bedridden or not be able to enjoy my life, have the vitality, be able to walk from here to here and not need like, you know, like a cane or something, you know, and I'm not, you know, saying that there's anything wrong with that. But if you do take care of your health, like Chris James said, you will be able to live longer and more vital. You're going to be able to enjoy that life instead of just looking forward or not looking forward to this being sick or right yeah it's a very very good point and another thing that just kind of popped into my head speaking of the um creating identity just like creating the good identity also be very careful when you create the negative identity like for instance let's say i procrastinated this week i just had a busy day and i procrastinated well, now, well, I just procrastinated, but now I did it again and again, mm-hmm. and now I've become the procrastinator. So mm-hmm. when you embody that identity, you do more of that because you, you, it is your identity. I am a procrastinator. I am depressed. You know, no, it, mm-hmm. you had a situation, you were sad, you were going through stuff. You're not a depressed person. You know, and that's all it takes sometimes, just snapping out or like you don't embody that identity, the negative identity that you might create sometimes. I'm obese. I'm this. I've never been able to lose weight. 
That is the lies that we tell ourselves and that can be changed. Anyone can change that identity. Mm -hmm. You, oh man, that's, you nailed it. That is, um, okay. So I'm, I'm like a researcher at heart. Uh, before it was like health and wellness. I was very much so in the finances. And during that time I studied highly successful people, you know, uh, millionaires, multimillionaires, um, their self-talk is worlds different from like the average person, you know, like the, the way that they talk to themselves is so empowering, so encouraging and so uplifting. Uh, the best example I can give is really how Kanye talks about himself. Like <laughs> you know, the way that Kanye West talks about himself out loud is the way that highly successful people talk to themselves internally. Um, they just maybe are a little bit more tactful. They don't like just say it. Um, but that's one of the reasons why Kanye is so freaking successful. They all have this habit. Mm -hmm. And if you want, and this goes back to community and and determining the type of person that you want to be and who do you need to be around and what kind of habits you need to um, take on. But highly successful people have amazing self-talk and affirmations mm -hmm. and it's going to be uncomfortable because every aspect of this is that uncomfortable at first. You know, if you go back to when you're three to four years old or whatever, and you're learning how to tie your shoe for the first time, it is the most frustrating thing ever for a little three, four year old trying to tie their shoe, the bunny loops and, uh, and you, <laughs> you think you got it and then it unravels. But now as adults, we tie our shoe. We don't even, you don't even remember tying your shoe this morning, <laughs> yes, right? I don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, and it's the same, it's the same, the, the habits and the things that you got to develop. That's why lifestyle is so important because when you start developing those habits, it, you just do it automatically. It's not a thing anymore. And, and what it allows you to do is you've created this amazing foundation that supports you and now you can go higher. You can start building the second story and the third story. And, and what are those stories? What, what are those? There's different chapters of your life, you know, better relationships, better financial status, the ability to travel, right? And so on and so forth, whatever it is you kind of want. So um, that cannot be understated. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, yeah, that I am statement, it is everything. It's everything. everything. I, I would not be where I am today had I not really learned that, honed in on it, and 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 intentionally practiced it. Yes. Right. And it you know, it's so and it's so emotional sometimes too. Like if you create a, a affirmation, I am I I love myself, I am worthy you know, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, you you start creating these affirmations, these things that you don't really believe. And you start saying it to yourself in the mirror, you you know, you look yourself in the mirror, you look yourself in the eyes, and you start saying it to yourself, it will evoke emotion in you. And you'd be like, where is this coming from? <laughs> but it's because we are not our bodies. Our bodies are vehicles that are energetic you know, consciousness uses in order to traverse this world, this 3D world, which is amazing. It's a great experience. But you got to think about the entire world that that your is your body, right? The cells, 
and all the microorganisms. They say that there's more microorganisms in the human body than there are human cells. And when you're talking, you're talking to your partner. You're telling your partner, I love you. I appreciate you. Like all of the work that you're doing, I I, I know I notice it and I'm thankful. Um, and those cells will react. Like they they I I I can I wish I could just get people to like just know this. Because there's a lot to understand this, but the cells in your body are not just these random, um, unintelligent, mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. imagine They're all connected. It's an it's, energy. It's a, it's, it's here. It's here. It's everything is connected. You're not like a separate functions. Everything is the whole thing. And when you said we're not our bodies, that's hundred percent true. Well, cause we are. It starts here. We are our thoughts, what we think our bodies, ourselves become. And even like when they talk about like reversing certain diseases, like the um, uh, remissions, right? Spontaneous uh, remissions. Like yeah. people think it's like crazy, like voodoo stuff. It's not. It actually happens. People can yeah. heal things that you never would think about. Uh, so Oh yeah, this is so so powerful, and <laughs> and again, another little thing you can do is yes, you can do the water right, but you can wake up in the morning, and I do this every single day. I have a routine. I get up and I actually say it out loud. I am whatever the statement is that day, and it sometimes changes. Mm -hmm. You know, some days some I'm this, some days I'm like, you know, a, whatever, like. You know, I, I come up with some creative words for myself yeah. and I, then I laugh and then I just move and, you know, do whatever it is that I do in the morning. But mm -hmm. you have to get in that routine because when you change that physiology, those thoughts, like your body, you, you it changes. Everything changes in your life. And, and, and it sounds so simple and so like, whatever, that's not going to do anything. Just try it, but do it consistently. Don't just do it today yeah. and then forget about it. Do it like a week later, do it consistently mm -hmm. and really believe in it. Because if you say, oh, I am beautiful or I'm smart, but you're like, but I'm a dumbass. I can't even do, that's not going to work, right? You actually have right. to believe it. You have to believe that you are like, I am kind. I am capable. I'm this, whatever it is. Like you have to believe it and become, embody this personality, this identity that you're creating for yourself. Be like that four-year-old child that is not afraid of anything. They can go and dance in front of like hundreds and thousands of people and they, they don't care. They don't care what this person thinks. They don't care. They just are who they are, just pure, you know, they're... It, Duh. yeah we need to be more like children <laughs> <laughs> going back yeah. to that yes so well that's i mean that was that you know that's what stripped away from us very early on for a very uh good reason if you want a if you want a population of people that are uh subservient you you remove their creativity you remove their uh, critical thinking ability you pit them against each other everything that's being done to us in modern society um is is uh there's a there's a strategy it's it's very tactful and you know if if people out there want to understand the power of the mind a little bit better i mean you could just you could research the nocebo effect and the placebo effect mm -hmm. right these are pretty well documented i think most people will ex will will accept uh you know the documentation and the, the clinical trials and just the experimentation that's been done 
that's one way to to do it. Um, but the reality is whether you believe you can or can't, both are true. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's it's really it's up to you. Yeah, I agree. Like mic drop, one after another, Chris <laughs> James. I love it. You know, like. I wasn't sure what we're going to talk about today. I was just, I usually let my stuff just like come in, whatever mm -hmm. we discuss. So I kind of like how this took this, this kind of turn into the whole, like, you know, mindset and stuff. It's not just fasting. Like it's all interconnected, but it, you, if you're sitting out there, you're one of those people, you just, you know, you're like, you have given up, you don't know what to do. You've tried everything don't give up just try this try embodying this this self i am i am happy i am happy i am grateful like those words are so powerful and you when you say it like it's shit like even for me it shifts my energy i'm like yeah. yes i am <laughs> so don't don't give up and don't just think it's like nothing it is a lot it has absolutely the last six years changed shifted me as a person change mm -hmm. how i think and how i do things and uh it, it's it's a game changer 100 percent um real quick before we go to like my last question that i have for you i know we started with the whole prep you know when how you do a week prep the uh hydrating with vegetables juices and good water structured water um mm. is there anything else that you do or you have your uh, your community do before they start a fast to kind of help transition to that yeah um for when i do like group coaching i'll usually stick to the frequency the quality so what I like to do is move people away from like meats, dairy products, processed foods and refined sugars when we're when we're preparing for a fast. Mm -hmm. um, the you know, the animal products, um, a lot of people give me pushback on that. But the reason why I do it is just because of the it's the level of toxicity in the products. It's I'm not saying that, you know, they're they're inherently bad because a, a lion eats meat every day and lions are very healthy, very strong. Right. But when you think about the processing of our animals, that's the big difference. We're not catching wild animals and things of that nature. Um, plus, it could be very difficult for the body to digest these products when our our digestive system and our, our body is already low functioning. Right. It's not like we're in optimal peak health. So um, the, the easier it is for your body to, to digest, the better as it relates to prep. So we we do uh, encourage to move away from those products and, and then think you had mentioned we we move into like a juice fast um just to get you off of solid food and get your body used to liquid and then also during that time when you're doing the juice um there's a 12-hour window before you're going to begin your fast where the body's going to start dumping sugar so it it really helps with the initial shock of fasting uh when you kind of create this gradient for yourself now on a on a um a challenge or something like that that we, we host, we'll typically encourage people to use certain supplements depending on the type of challenge we're doing and the outcome that we want to achieve. So there, um, there is a there's a company that we're affiliated with. There's two companies we're affiliated with. We've got Doterra, which is where we get our essential oils, 
um, which I mean, essential oils are just incredible. Like, you know, I, I, I only learned about the essential oils maybe like four years ago, three, four years ago. And I've been blown away. I cannot, I have story after story, like the oils, when you learn them and how they work, they can essentially replace your medicine cabinet. So I think that if you're looking to switch to healthy alternatives, um, you know, you have a headache, you could take a Tylenol or you could use some frankincense, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or some lavender. And not only are you going to get the benefit of you know, reducing that headache, but then there's no negative side effects. And also every oil has like all these other great benefits. So you might notice something other, something else that's helped something that's going away or, you know, whatever from using it. Plus they smell great. Yes. Then the other company that we're affiliated with is called the Root Wellness Brand. And we will typically, um, we will typically tell people, okay, you know, they have a, they have what's called the Trinity Kit, which comes with a uh, uh, clean slate. Clean slate's my favorite product. And what that is, is a heavy metal detox. It's a, it's the only really good heavy metal detox organic heavy metal detox that I have found. I'm not saying it's the only one out there, but um, it's very, very effective. Uh, so basically it removes contamination from your body. So when we start fasting, when we start eating well, we're doing all these things that are that are good for us. This product removes all of the hindrance, mm -hmm. the hindrances and, and helps you absorb better. And then um, it also comes with some really, really cool product. One is called Restore It's for the Gut. So this is going to help to uh, restore the microbiome. Those are you taking those supplements during the fast or after you finish or when you're prepping? When are you taking those supplements? Um, we typically, it, it depends on what protocol we're working on, but you can take them um, in preparation for the fast or you could take them with the fast itself. It just depends. Mm -hmm. But um, what we have found is that they won't take you out of ketosis. So uh, the greatest benefits of fasting are still there. And then, of course, you still get the benefit of what whatever the product is designed to do as well. And of course, we only we only deal with, you know, high quality, natural, organic products. So, um, yeah, the, the last one is called Clean um, Zero In. Zero In is crazy because it's basically like the Limitless pill. If you've ever seen that movie Limitless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just it. Yeah. It boosts your focus, your your clarity of mind. It increases the body's ability to manufacture serotonin production, dopamine production, melatonin production. It helps with memory and things. It's crazy. I'll have to check this out, and I'm sure we can access all the resources through your Instagram on your website there, the a ahealthyalternative.org, your website. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, Instagram should have, if you go to my bio, it'll it'll have links to like pretty much everything um also when we do challenges you'll be able to find the link the registration link there um yeah awesome one, oh one other thing that we that we talk about that i'd like for people to know about is called a liver and gallbladder flush mm. so the liver is in my opinion one of the most important organs when it relates to detoxification of the body um also, it's, you know, it, it's going to separate the good from the bad in your blood. So it's it's going to play a major role in your overall health and wellness. I think that's why the liver is such a dominant organ. 
Um, so keeping your liver vitalized is important. And we actually use the liver and gallbladder flush by Andreas Moritz. Um, and it's a, it's a five day process. So sometimes during some challenges, we will take our, our, uh, community through that, you know, that liver mm -hmm. prep as well. And I mean, once again, this is, this is going to help with everything you, you, if you're building up the liver, I mean, you're hitting everything. Yeah. It's just, you know, it impacts everything. So it's one of the other things we regularly talk about. And that's usually a prep we do before awesome. the fast. Well, I love it. So definitely, if you want to uh, check out any of the resources that we mentioned during this, um, the prep, how Chris James does it with his team and his community, of course, go to his Instagram, a.healthy.alternative. Mm -hmm. um, my last question, I've enjoyed this chat. Like I could talk to you forever. There's so much we have in common. I love your mindset, how you think your energy and just how much help how much you have helped others through transforming starting those little steps and just believing that they can do it they can feel better and be healthy so thank you for doing what you're doing i, I we need more people like you um my pleasure my last question that I like to ask everyone, this is one of my favorite questions, is what are the three things you wish you had known sooner when it comes to anything in your life? Could be relationships, health, uh, finances, whatever it is, like three things that you wish you had known sooner. I struggle with this. Because um, you got like 100 things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, yes, but also because like I'm like, man, but I wouldn't change it though. Like I got to be able to know the three things, but also yeah. still know the struggle. Um, but anyway, if if I could, if I could have known, hmm, um, I guess I've the power of fasting. I just it's such a prominent thing in my life. If I would have known the power of fasting, I mean, oh my god, so many people, you know, special people to me passed. Um. And I know, I know through just fasting, they could still be here, mm -hmm. right? Because we have a lot of deaths that happen from people, just it, diseases, and they die. They don't, it doesn't have to, it's not, you didn't get hit by a bus, you didn't get stabbed, you didn't get shot. It's like, you just, poor habits. Mm -hmm. So fasting will be one. Um, how to, how to build and maintain healthy credit would be another one. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, financial health is all it's part of it, too, in my yes. opinion. You know, people do some really messed up things because they're they're not in good financial standing and understanding how credit works, um, especially as a young man, can completely alter mm. your your life and, and the generations to come. So mm. that will be another thing. And then I think the, the last thing that was really impactful for me was um, being able to hear God. And what I mean by that is when I was younger, I think I mentioned, you know, I was raised traditional Baptist and I, I always was lit. I was always trying to figure out like, how do people keep talking about their hearing God's voice? Like, I don't hear anything ever. And through, through this journey of, of this wellness journey, I learned to hear the answers and it comes in a voice that sounds like the voice that's in your head. You know, and it's really about asking the right questions 
and and being open to receiving the answer mm -hmm. typically in a way that you don't expect not like hey chris this is god <laughs> this is what i need you to do you know what i mean like yeah. it's never going to be that it's going to be a random thought mm -hmm. when i say random i mean i was not ha i was not on this course of thought and now all of a sudden i am what is that why am i thinking about that mm -hmm. You know, and you follow that thought down that rabbit hole and now you get to your answer. Um, being more intentional and observant about nature and and not the, you know, I think in modern times, we're kind of we look at nature as like our play thing. It's like we do whatever we want. We go out, we cut a tree down, whatever. You know, we we burn this up. We we, you know, pour gasoline here. We to toxify air. We spray our like, we don't care. It's just our playground. It's trash. We don't care. Um, and being able to understand that cutting that tree down has a direct impact on me, mm. you know, you know, like killing that animal or, or whatever the case may be has a direct impact on me. And so understanding that connection was important for me, uh, for how I move now. Um, you know, how I, how I interact, like, I like I go out of my way to look for glass. This container, this is a copper container. Uh, seven years ago, this would be plastic. It'd be a plastic mm. water bottle. Understanding that by supporting the businesses that manufacture this plastic that doesn't decompose um, and, and things leach into you, you know, and all this all this stuff that comes along with it. It's like, no, nah, just use copper. It's it's natural. It enriches the water. It's better for you. So those would be the three things. I love it. And you know, just with your last um, thing that you mentioned, you, sometimes we feel like, you know, oh, it's not a big deal. I can just use this plastic right now. Like when every person makes an impact, you know, they call it the butterfly effect, right? Like you can have one butterfly and a bunch of like hundreds and thousands of butterflies can change the weather. So like, if you feel like, you know, just by doing one little thing yourself, it's not going to change things. It does. Every person makes an impact. So it's how you treat people. You leave that, you know, you're, when you're kind to others, that person takes that kindness and is kind to somebody else. When you choose, yep. you know, glass over plastic or a copper, whatever it is, you know, you choose, you saving maybe trees, maybe saving other things and you're preventing diseases in your body. So Everything you do has an impact, not just on you, but also people around you. So be very careful in the choices you make. And, uh, you know, I like that you mentioned the whole like God topic, because I also back in my younger days, you know, I was like, how do people talk about like they can hear God? And I, in my later years, in my 30s and mid 20s, I figured out that it's really when you become very spiritual and as sometimes people are like, well, what is that? When you are intuitive, you allow things to come into your, your mind because when you live in that fear, it's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't like, you can't be open to receiving mm -hmm. if you're blocked by that fear. And so that's been a big shift in me too. I trust, you know, when you're connected and you're spiritual and you trust a higher purpose, whatever it is. If you, if you know, if you have Allah, whatever else as your God, when you trust that process and something 
higher, higher power and you're connected to it, you will get those answers. You will get those things. Those dots will connect because the universe brings you more of the things that you hold close to your heart or in your mind. So I, I love that you mentioned that as well, because I have certainly experienced a big shift in my, my own spiritual journey. Um, so it's been amazing, but thank you so much for your time. Like we, uh, gosh, I don't even know how long we talked, but it's awesome. I, I love, I knew that people will get so much value out of this, your journey, the, the, the passion you have about all of this, not just fasting, but just the whole picture. Uh, mm. So I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. And I look forward to connecting with you um, in the near future. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And I would say that uh, I think you probably need to come on my channel and share um, a little bit of your journey with with our community. So I'm going to extend that uh, for you to come and, and hang out with us for a little bit. Absolutely. I would love to. Hey, if you are ready to lose that toxic weight and transform your mind so that weight never comes back, I want to invite you to join my Mind Body Boss Mentorship Program where I use my proven formula to teach you how to achieve that. So you just click on the link in the description to learn more. See you on the inside.